You're listening to Bad Habits, a sermon series about some of the destructive behaviors that can hurt us. For more information about Elevate Church, please visit us online at www.elevatechurch.ms. We're starting a brand new series today that we're calling Bad Habits. Bad Habits. Now, uh, I, don't, I don't know if uh, you know this or not, uh, but we're all pretty much creatures of habit. Did you know that we're pretty much creatures of habit? Like when you wake up in the morning, you probably put the same leg in your pants first every 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 day. You probably put the same so- the same sock on, you know, the same foot uh, every day because we are creatures of habit. You're going to do the things this week that you did last week because we are creatures of habit. You will watch the same shows at the same time and you'll sit at, in the same spot on your couch, right? Every week because we are creatures of habit. Some of you, when you came in today, you know, you were looking for your seat, right? The seat that you always sit in. You think it's your seat. And now if somebody was sitting in your seat, you might not have said anything to them, but in your mind, you were like, whoa, 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 whoa. What are they doing? What are they doing? This is going to mess up my whole routine. This is going to mess up my whole day. That's my seat. They're sitting in my seat. What am I going to do? It's, we, have these, we have these habits. And some of us have some pretty bad habits. Do you know anybody's got some bad habits? Anybody know anybody's got some bad habits? Yeah, I know some people got some bad habits. In fact, I, uh, just going to be honest with you, I've got, I've got several bad habits, several bad habits. Like one of them is I like to drink orange juice right out of the carton in my refrigerator. You know what I mean? Amanda says, you don't need to do that. But I, I love to do that. And really, I think that it tastes better straight from the carton. It's like you're getting oranges right from a citrus grove or something like that. I mean, I love it straight from the carton, but Amanda says, you shouldn't do that. It's a bad habit. What about this? Uh, anybody, anybody out there, you, you bite your fingernails. Fingernail biters? Any nail biters? Yeah, I'm a, I'm a nail biter. And people say, you shouldn't do that. You're going to get worms. It's gross. It's disgusting. And I understand that, but, but I still do it. It's a bad habit. It's a bad habit. What about this? Anybody bite their toenails? Don't raise your hand. That's really a gross habit. But I know some people who they, they bite their toenails. And I'm, you got to be flexible to do that because I'm just going to be honest. If I try to get my foot anywhere near my mouth, I'm breaking three or four bones. I mean, I just can't do it. Something's wrong. Uh, but it's a bad habit. Sadie Kate, my five-year-old, she still sucks her thumb. And we have told her we're going to cut that thumb off. We've told her that she's going to cause her teeth to like point straight out. We've told her that she's going to cause her thumb to rot off. But she still sucks her thumb. It's a, it's a bad habit. My wife... She has a a bad habit of leaving empty cereal boxes in the pantry, and you don't know disappointment until you wake up in the morning and you're so hungry, you know, and you go to that pantry and you open that pantry and you see that box of frosted flakes and you're thinking, you know what, today's going to be great. I've got hope. You know what I mean? You're thinking, man, today's going to be good. And you grab that box of frosted flakes. And when you do, you realize this box is a little light. And the reason why it's light is because that box is empty. You don't know disappointment until you've had that happen in your life. Again, it's a bad habit to leave empty boxes in the pantry. We all, if we were to be honest, we'd have to admit that we have some bad habits. And some of those bad habits that we have really do cause some great problems for us and for others. I I know married couples who will 
almost get into a fist fight because someone left dirty socks on the floor. Anybody, you know what I'm talking about, right? I know, I know married couples who will go days without speaking to one another because one of the spouses, one of the people did not replace the empty toilet paper roll with a fresh toilet paper roll. And instead of putting it on the hanger, they just kind of stacked it up on the hanger like it was some sort of shelf. Anybody, you know what I'm talking about? Just, you know, y'all don't want to admit it in church, but it's, I mean, there's really are some people who are like that. It's like we can't tolerate those types of bad habits. But then, on the other hand, there really are some habits that we tolerate that are much, much worse than those. There really are some habits that we think are acceptable, but they're not acceptable to God. And that's what this series is going to be about. We're going to be looking at four habits, four habits that really seem to be acceptable in our society. And as we look at these four habits, I'm going to ask that you, you, you pray a prayer, that you pray a prayer. It's actually a prayer that David prayed in the Old Testament. David is the guy who killed Goliath with a slingshot and a rock. Actually, he just kind of knocked David da- or knocked Goliath down with the rock, and then he went over there and took his sword and cut his head off. It's an interesting story. You should read it sometimes. But anyway, uh, it's a prayer that he prayed in Psalm 139, verses 23 and 24. Look what he said. David says this. Search me, God, and know my heart. Test me and know my concerns. See if there is any offensive way in me, any bad habits in me, lead me in the everlasting way. See, I'm really wanting you and and I'm wanting myself. We really need to ask God to point out the bad habits in our life that we need to get rid of so that we can be led in the everlasting way. And so the first habit that we're going to look at today is a habit that's really out there. Uh, I'm sure nobody in here has a a problem with it, but the first habit we're going to look at today is lying. Lying. Now, I wonder... Uh, how many people this morning would just admit that at one point in your life you have told a, a lie? Yeah, yeah, a bunch of liars in church today. Yeah, glad you're here. Hey, if you're not, you know what I mean? If you, you're sitting by somebody who didn't raise their hand, you know, they're the worst kind of liar, right? They lied in church, and so you might want to scoot down just a little bit in case lightning comes so you don't get got. You know what I'm saying? You need to watch out. But we're all pretty much liars, and the truth of the matter is lying is, lying is one of the first things that you do. It really is. You, you know how to, how to lie. You don't, you don't have to sit a child down and say, okay, uh, son, okay, daughter, today we're going to have a, a, a lesson on how to lie. You don't do that. They just, you just naturally know how to lie. See, something that you don't know about me probably is that I love Kit Kat bars. I really do, man. Anybody else you like the Kit Kat bars? Yeah, I love those Kit Kat bars, man. They're good. And I remember when Brianna Grace was two or three or so, uh, she was young. I remember I had gotten a lot of those mini Kit Kat bars in my stocking for Christmas, man. Santa had hooked me up. And so I was ready to eat them Kit Kat bars and we had a candy bowl we put on our our kitchen table. And so there's all the candy. And I remember one Sunday afternoon, I was watching football and I wasn't really paying a whole lot of attention to Brianna Grace, but then it it was time for a commercial and I needed a break. I needed a break. So I wanted to break me off a piece of that Kit Kat bar, you know? So I go to the kitchen, I go there and I'm going to the candy bowl and I notice that the candy bowl is not there. I'm like, well, where's Brianna? 
That's when I started thinking, where is Brianna? And so I started looking for Brianna, and I'm looking for her, and I found the candy bowl on the floor in our hallway, and right around that candy bowl were probably 15 empty Kit Kat wrappers. You know what I'm saying? And I'm sitting here going, oh, no, she did not just eat my candy bars, man. I'm upset. So I'm like, Brianna Grace, and I find her. She's in her room just sitting there playing. I'm like, Brianna Grace, did you eat my Kit Kats? And she just looks at me. And shakes her head no. And I said, I said, if, if, you didn't hit, if you didn't eat my Kit Kat bars, who ate my Kit Kat bars? And you know what Brianna Grace did? She just pointed at our dog, W. We had a dog, his name was W. She pointed at our dog, W, and said he did it. And when she pointed at W, W kind of cowered his head like he really had done it. And so I would have believed her. I could really see that if the candy ball had not been taken off of our kitchen table and Brianna Grace didn't have chocolate all over her face. And so I'm looking at Brianna Grace, and I said, Brianna Grace, are you sure you didn't eat my Kit Kat bars? And she said, uh-uh. And I said, well, if you didn't eat my Kit Kat bars, how come you've got chocolate all over your face? And I'll never forget it, man. She pointed at W, and she said, he ate it, and then he licked my face. And she walks over to W, and she says, bad dog. And I was going... You little liar, you liar, you liar. Now, now we can kind of laugh at that story, but again, in our society, lying seems to be acceptable. Everybody's doing it. But just because lying seems to be something that is acceptable in our society, it doesn't mean that it's acceptable to God. In fact, I want you to know that God hates lying. He hates lying. He hates lying so much that it actually makes him want to throw up. And I'll prove it to you. In Proverbs chapter 12, verse 22, the Bible says this, look. It says, the Lord detests lying lips, but he delights in people who are trustworthy. The, the Lord detests lying lips. That word in the Hebrew is very interesting because that word detest means to make nauseous. It means to find disgusting. God hates lying lips. See, we may not think much about our lies, but they make God want to vomit. That's how much he hates them. But why? Why does God hate lying? Why? Well, it's probably because of who his enemy is. It's probably because of Satan. And in John chapter 8, verse 44, here's what Jesus says about Satan. Here's what Jesus says about the enemy. He says, Satan was a murderer from the beginning not holding to the truth, for there is no truth in him. When he lies, he speaks his native language, for he is a liar and the father of lies. That's why God hates lies. That's why he hates them. That's why they make him want to vomit, because Satan, again, is the father of lies. But again, so many people would say, well, lying is just a part of life. You got to lie if you want to get by. You ever heard anybody say something like that? You, you got to lie if you want to get by, but God would say no. No, you don't have to lie, and lying makes me sick. So, so what I want to talk to you about today, I want to talk to you about the ways that we lie, and I want to talk to you about why we lie. But I, want you to, why we lie. I want you to see three, three ways we lie, but then also three reasons why we lie. So let's talk about the ways we lie first. If you're keeping notes and you want to write this down, the first way, way that we lie is we lie to others. We lie to others. Jeremiah chapter 9, verse 5 says, Friend deceives friend, and no one speaks the truth. Friends deceive Friends, we lie to people, we lie to others. Now, ladies, 
Uh, I don't want to be the bearer, or I hate to be the bearer of bad news today, but did you know that studies show that women lie three times a day? Three times a day. Did you know that? That's what studies show. And so what that means is, if you're a lady, that on average you lie over a thousand times a year. Can you believe that? Some of the men are going, uh-huh, you ain't shaking your head, but in your mind you're going, I really hope my wife is listening here, right? But can you believe that? Over a thousand times a year. That's bad. That's bad. And men, it might make us feel good to hear that, you know, ladies lie over a thousand times a year. But the truth is, is that studies show we're way worse. We really are. Studies show we lie twice as much. We actually lie six times a day, six times a day. And so some of the ladies are probably thinking, I knew it. I knew my man was more of a liar than I am. I mean, that's, you know what I mean? That's what you really think. And so why do we lie? We lie because we don't want to tell our wives how they really look in certain outfits. You know what I'm saying? But men lie about the deer they see in the woods. Men lie about the fish that they catch. People lie, both men and women. We lie on and on and on and on. We lie to each other, don't we? Don't we? We lie to each other. Not only do we lie to each other, but the next thing, the next way we lie is we lie to God. You might not have never really thought about that, but we lie to God. In Acts chapter 5, there's an interesting story that's going on in the history of the church. What's actually happening is you have believers who are selling property and they're selling their possessions and they're giving all the proceeds that they get from those sales to help other people. Well, well, there was this couple named Ananias and Sapphira, and they really came up with this, this plan to do something very deceitful. What they said they were going to do, they told everybody at the church that they're going to sell their property and give all the money to help somebody else. But once they sold their property, they decided they were going to hang on to some of it and still tell people that they gave it all away to help other people. I want you to see what the Bible says in Acts chapter 5, verse 4. Peter looks at Ananias and he says this, what made you think of doing such a thing? You have not lied just to human beings, but to who? But to God. What, what did he say? You haven't just lied to people. He says you have lied to God. And I'm certainly not trying to get the scripture to say something that it doesn't say. But if you really study this story, what you're going to see is that Anytime you and I misre misrepresent the truth to the Christian community, we're not only lying to other brothers and sisters in Christ, we're not only lying to those people around us, but we are lying to God. Another way that we tend to lie to God really has to do with the principle of tithing. See, in Matthew chapter 23, verse 23, Jesus told us, yes, you should tithe. And of course, a tithe is 10% of our earnings. It's 10% of what God gives us. We give back 10% to God what he's given us. Well, if you and I don't tithe, what we're actually doing is we're lying and telling God, well, you know what? God, you haven't given me anything. So therefore, I'm giving you nothing. We're, we're deceiving God. We're deceiving God. If we hold back some of that tithe, what we're actually doing is saying, well, God, here, I'll give you 10% of what I feel like you have given me. But see, here's the deal. God knows how much you and I should be giving him, not just of our money, but of our time and of our talents. He knows how much we should be giving him because God knows all things. He knows exactly what belongs to him. And you know what happened to Ananias and Sapphira because they lied to God? I want you to see it. It's amazing. Here's what, after, in Acts chapter 5, verse 5, after Peter says, you have lied to God. Look at what happens. It says, when Ananias heard this, he fell down and 
died, and great fear seized all who heard what had happened. Well, yeah. I mean, can you imagine that? Somebody lying, somebody coming to church and lying to God, and then all of a sudden, boom, they just fall over dead. How many of y'all be freaked out a little bit about that, right? I mean, I'd be freaked out about that. But see, the wife comes to church several hours later, and you know what happens to her? If you read the story, you're going to see that she lies, and guess what? She falls out dead too. Man, it's crazy. It's crazy. They lie to God, and they die. See, here's the thing. God has been gracious to each and every one of us, because I can't help but believe that at one point in your life and my life, at one point we have lied to God, but because of the grace of God, we are still here. See, folks, God, again, he knows everything, which means we can't lie to him no matter how hard we try. And the more comfortable we get with lying, the more the more comfortable we get with lying to others and the more comfortable we get with lying to God, before long, we're not just telling lies, we're living a lie. And that's when life really gets dark, when we start living a lie. So we lie to others, we lie to God, and the third way we lie that I want you to see is that we lie to ourselves. We lie to ourselves. In Psalm 119, verse 27, look what the Bible says. David again says, Help me understand the meaning of your commandments and I will meditate on your wonderful deeds. I weep with sorrow. Encourage me by your word. And watch what he says. Keep me from lying to who? To myself. Keep me from lying to myself. Give me the privilege of knowing your instructions. See, I'm just going to be honest with you this morning, but there have been too many times in my own life to count where I have actually lied to myself, where I have actually deceived myself, where I have started to believe my own lies. And I know that I'm not alone in this. I know there are a lot of people who do this. In fact, I talk to people all the time who do this. They just don't see how deceived they are. A lot of times, everybody around you and everybody around me will say, you know what, you've got a problem with this. You've got a problem with that. And you're like, oh, no, no, no. I don't have a problem with that. I don't have a problem with that. I don't have a problem at all. Everybody says I, I, I'm a drunk, but I don't have a problem with alcohol. I, I just like beer. A lot of times people say, hey, you know what, you, you don't realize that you, you've got a problem with pride. But we'll say, no, 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 I don't have a problem with pride. I, I just have a problem with, I, I'm just confident. Sometimes we'll say, hey, uh, people will say, hey, you've got a problem with being mean. And we'll say, oh, no, I don't have a problem with being mean. I, I, just, I just speak my mind. You, you see, everybody else will see that you have a problem, that I have a problem, but we just don't see it. And every, pe every, every now and then people will say, hey, you know what, I can, I don't, I'm not, what I'm doing is not hurting someone else. People will say, hey, you know what, I can stop what I'm doing anytime, but they don't because they have a problem with it. Or a lot of times in a marriage relationship, when people start to have problems, one person will say, I'm not the problem. They are. I'm not the problem. It's my wife. I'm not the problem. It's, it's my husband. It's the other person. And again, you just don't realize that you yourself are part of the problem because you have deceived yourself. See, I, I honestly mean what I'm about to say, but as a pastor, I love each and every person in this room. I, I really do. I want what's best for you. And one of my biggest fears for each and every one of us is that we might be deceiving ourselves when it comes to our own, our own standing with God. See, I'm saying so there are some people here today who say, hey, you know what, I'm okay 
with God, but you're not. One of my biggest fears is that some people here might say, hey, you know what, Uh, I really am following Christ, but you are not. And the reason why this scares me is because at one point in my life, that was me. I really, I really thought I was following Christ, but I was not. I remember when I, I first you know, wanted to give my life to Christ, I was, I was going to church, and I, I was going to the youth group, and I thought, hey, you know what? I'm all right with God. I'm not real bad. I'm all right with God. But there was really no, no evidence of the Holy Spirit working and transforming my life. There was no evidence that I was really growing in my walk with God. And so I was thinking, hey, you know what? I'm still okay because I'm trying. I go to church. I read the Bible every now and then. I know a couple Bible verses. I listen to Christian music every now and then. But the truth again was that I had deceived myself. And I want you to see a a scary verse in the Bible, something that John said in 1 John chapter 2 verse 4. John says this, if someone claims, I know God, but doesn't obey God's commandments, that person is a liar and is not living in the truth. Folks, that's scary. That's scary. See, we lie to others, we lie to God, and we lie to ourselves, but why? Why do we do it? Why is it that maybe one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, why, why maybe 12 times a day do we fall for the lie that it's better to lie than tell the truth? See, I know you, you know the old saying, liar, liar, pants on fire. Anybody ever, ever heard that saying? Yeah, yeah. if somebody said that to you when you were a kid, you probably cried yourself to sleep, right? You didn't want nobody saying that about you, even if it was true. You know what I mean? You don't want somebody saying that about yourself. But, but how many of you really know somebody that that happened to? You know, because they were lying, their pants caught on fire, anybody? Wouldn't it be wild? You go to school, you're like, where's Bubba at? Oh, you didn't hear? Man, he was a liar, liar, and his pants caught on fire. Woo! You know, we would freak out, right? But what if that really was the way that we could tell who was telling the truth and who was not, right? What if their, their pants just spontaneously combusted and they caught on fire because they were lying? You go to buy a new car and the new car salesman says, hey, we're not making a dollar on this deal. You know what I'm saying? You're like, uh-huh, lying. You go to Chick-fil-A and after they place their order, you know, they say, it was my pleasure to serve you. I always wonder. I always wonder if they're really being serious. You know what I mean? Is it really your pleasure to serve? You know what I mean? I always wonder that. Or, or maybe one more. You know, you go to a wedding and you're watching, you're watching the ceremony take place and it gets to the point where the bride is going to like say, I'll love you forever. I'll be faithful. And then all of a sudden her dress catches on fire. You'd be like, whoa. I mean, wouldn't that be crazy? It'd be crazy if that was the way that we knew other people were lying. But we certainly don't want that to be the case for us, right? Why? Because we lie. We lie. We lie. But again, why? Why do we lie? Well, there are probably a bunch of reasons, but I just want you to see three real quick this morning. The first reason why many of us lie is because we think lying will make our life easier. We really do. We think lying will make our life easier. Like, I don't want to hurt someone's feelings, so I'm just going to lie. Come on, we just celebrated Christmas, and some of us got some Christmas presents that we didn't like at all, right? But when that person that gave you that present asked you if you liked it, what'd you say? Oh, man, I've been wanting one of these for a long time. But really, you hate it, right? And you're going to put it in your closet and re-gift it to somebody next year, right? We just, we just don't want to hurt somebody's feelings. And so we think that lying will make our life a little easier. The second reason why we lie is we lie to make ourselves look better. 
We really do. We, we hear people responding to someone else's story or someone else uh, in a positive way. And so we think, hey, you know what? I'm going to one-up this person so that people will like me and like my story better than they like this person's story. So we lie to, but to make life easier. We lie to make ourselves look better. And the third way or third reason why we lie is we lie to hurt others. We lie to hurt others. We really do. When God is giving Moses the Ten Commandments on Mount Sinai to pass on to the people of Israel. One of the commandments has to do with lying. Exodus chapter 20 verse 16 says, you must not testify falsely against your neighbor. Now as Christians, we're notorious with coming up with ways to help us remember things. And so when people quote this verse, they tend to shorten it. And what do they say? They say, thou shalt not lie, right? That's what they say. Thou shall not lie. Well, why? Why is lying on God's top 10 list? Why would, why would God really, really want us to understand this? Why would God tell us not to testify falsely against our neighbor? Why? Well, this commandment to test, not to testify falsely against our neighbor really was given by God to help protect people's integrity and their character. See, when you and I lie, about someone else. When we lie to hurt someone, we can't take those words back. Once you speak those words, they are out there forever. And some of the people who hear your lies and hear my lies, you know what? They're going to believe those lies. They are. And then maybe later on in life, when they run into that person who you and I lied about, or maybe later on in life where they hear about that person. They're going to they're gonna remember that lie. And maybe, maybe that person has become a Christian. But what's going to happen is that person that you and I lied to, they're going to say, oh, wait a minute. If that person is a Christian, you know what? I don't want anything to do with Christians. Our false accusations really could hinder other people from coming to know Jesus Christ. Man, think about that. Think about that the next time you want to lie about somebody to hurt them. Our lie that was given for one particular person could be the reason that other people don't give their heart and life to Jesus and spend eternity in a place called hell, all because we wanted to lie to hurt one person. Isn't that crazy? Our words are powerful. In fact, God said, hey, you know what? There's life and death in the power of the tongue. We lie to make life easier. We lie to make ourselves look better. We lie to hurt others. And the more we lie, the more we're tempted to lie again. And the more we lie, the more difficult it is to find the truth. And before long, again, I already said this, but we're not just telling lies. We're living a lie. And that's, again, when life gets dark. So a question I would have for you this morning is to think about your life. Think about your life. Why do you lie? Are you lying because you believe your lies will make life easier? Do you lie because you truly, you know, really want to make yourself look better? Do you lie because you hope to hurt someone? Because see, here's the deal, and I'm wrapping up. And if, I haven't, if you haven't heard anything I've said, please listen. Please listen to me. I've already said this, but 
Lying seems to be something that everyone does. It's something that seems to be so easy. How many of you this morning would just be honest and say sometimes it's just easy to lie? Why? Why is it so easy to lie? Well, do you know why it's so easy to lie? It's because we have a spiritual enemy. And he's called the father of lies. And so you know what the enemy wants to do? He wants you and he wants me, he wants us to be okay with lying because he wants to separate us from the truth. He does. He doesn't want you knowing the truth. He doesn't want you speaking the truth. He doesn't want you associating with the truth. He wants you as far away from the truth as possible. And do you know why? Because the truth is not some sort of idea. The truth is not some sort of concept. The truth is not some sort of principle. The truth is a person. In John chapter 14, verse 6, I want you to see what Jesus says about himself. He says, I am the way, the what? The truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Jesus is the truth. And every time we lie, we step further and further away from the truth. Every time we lie, we step further and further and further away from Jesus. The devil wants you to believe lies because he wants there to be distance between you and God. See, it's the beginning of a new year. And there are a lot of people who are making New Year's resolutions. Man, I'm going to go to the gym. I'm going to stop eating so bad. I'm going to start eating healthy. I'm going to start doing this. We make all these resolutions. Well, a resolution that you and I need to make today is we're going to be committed to the truth. We're going to be committed to honesty. We're going to be committed to the everlasting way. We need to kick the bad habit of lying and walk in the truth. Because that's how we stay close to Jesus. So with every head bowed and every eye closed, I don't know where you're at in your spiritual walk, but I wonder today, if there's somebody here who doesn't know Jesus, and you've been believing a lie of the enemy, you've been believing the lie that God doesn't love you, You've been believing the lie that there is, there is nothing you can do to make God want you. You've been believing the lie that you're not worthy. You've been believing the lies of the enemy. I want you to know today that those are all lies. And today God wants you to come home. Today, God wants you to give your heart and life to him. And so if you know today that you need to be saved, that you need to give him your heart, that you need to step into the truth, I'm going to ask right where you are that you lift your hand. You know you need to give him your heart. Amen. 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 Don't walk out of here believing a lie. I'm telling you, Jesus loves you. He died for you to make you right with God. And so if you raised your hand to be saved right where you are, I want you to pray this prayer. Father, today, 
forgive me for living for myself. Forgive me for believing the lies of the enemy. And today I confess you as Lord. I confess you as Savior. Father, thank you for dying on the cross for me. And today I ask that your Holy Spirit would come into my heart and that you would mold me and make me into a new person. That you would help me be who it is that you want me to be. Father, that today when I leave this place, I will begin walking in the truth. Thank you for saving me. Help me, Father, each and every day to live for you. Father, I also want to pray for each and every person in this room. I pray, Father, that you would help us to walk in the light, that you would help us to walk in truth. Help us to think about the reasons why we lie. Father, I pray that you would help us to put that bad habit aside so that when people speak to us, they'll know that they're hearing the truth because the truth lives inside of us, because you live inside of us. So, Father, today, we thank you. We pray in Christ's name. Amen. We'd like to thank you for listening and encourage you to visit our website at www.elevatechurch.ms so you can learn more about being blessed and blessing others at Elevate Church.